Welcome to the Daniel McInnes Podcast, a podcast for small businesses who are seeking great practical advice about marketing and sales. Danielle thinks like a customer. Even as a little kid, she always has shown deep empathy for others. Dan uses this customer insight to help small businesses create practical marketing strategies that work. Using this customer-centric approach and her 20 years' experience in sales and marketing, Dan takes what is in your head, adds her expertise to create a system to assist you make better marketing decisions, attracts a regular stream of ideal customers, and creates a brand that your employees and customers will love. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to my podcast. I'm really excited to be doing another show. And in the coming weeks I've managed to secure some really great um, guests who will be able to share with us some really interesting insights. Um, Eric from Design Damage is a um, great online marketer and um, we'll have him coming up very shortly. As well as Laurie Thomas. If you look for Laurie under Web Marketing Therapy you'll find her. And um, she's an awesome online strategist that will um, will share some great tips with us, as well as a local Amanda Falcon who um, has the a great marketing system that she's going to go through as well. So we've got some really interesting guests coming up, and some more that I'll be looking to confirm in June. And I guess my real I guess my real purpose is to actually find guests that interest me, and hopefully. Um, they'll interest you as well so that's what's planned um, so that we can have these conversations and the feedback that I'm getting is that you're enjoying that so if there's some area that you'd really like me to focus on um, let me know shoot me an email or um, Skype me at danmac30 and I'll come back to you um, so that we can engage what I wanted to talk about today was really came out of um, me rereading the e-myth and I wanted to share some thoughts because it keeps coming up in conversation all the time with small businesses that I'm dealing with and that is um, you know how you go about working on your business rather than in it and the work that you're actually doing you know are you actually doing the wrong work Um, and I guess that comes from you know really being the expert at what you do and starting your business from that point of view the really interesting thing about this book, and if you want to read it, what I suggest you do is go on to audible.com and you can download it. Um, and the great thing is that you get Michael Gerbner, actually, who is the um, author, reading it to you. And I think that gives some sort of sentiment um, and some more clarity around, around it when you can actually hear it from the author's lips, if you like. But what I really liked about rereading this book is that, you know, you just realise how many businesses fail and it's just not surprising um, once you sort of look at the activity that we're doing. And having just read this book, I really went back and looked at my business and particularly my business model and thought about what I was doing day to day. I mean, how much time was I spending on email? And was it actually creating and generating the right sort of work for me? And is it something that I should be doing? So I really started to question what I was doing and why. So if nothing else, that was a good outcome. But I think that the really interesting thing that sort of reinforced to me about this book was that, you know, most of us understand the technical work that we do. And um, 
and you know we do long hours in t- in in this technical work but we don't spend that much time in the areas of business development and marketing and so what ends up happening is what you might start your business with you know this entrepreneurial idea that you're going to do something fit you know that you really love and maybe you'll do it better or faster or with more character than another business and certainly this happened to me initially you, you go with that idea and then you sort of fall back into the crunch of you know doing the work doing um, the execution day to day and and that entrepreneurial or strategic element that you know was the fire in the belly leaves you you know for the grunt stuff and and you can see that that's how um, companies sort of fail to strive because you really need to continually spend time and emphasis on that entrepreneurial side of you of your business so I thought this was really interesting and I and so what I did is um, rematch mine, which I wanted to go through today, rematch my business and actually what I was focusing on. But I just wanted to touch on a few things that it said in the book. And basically what it says is, you know, there's three parts to us as a small business owner. There's this expert that we are, which is the doer of the business. There's the manager, which sort of oversees and typically has the responsibility of looking after everything and making sure everything's in order. Um, and then there's this entrepreneur, which is this visionary part of our personality. And honestly, I'm most happy here, and I, I'm really trying to spend at least 50% of my time here actually planning what my business will be and then putting a lot of time into the products and services that I develop. Um, and this is actually, you know, the bit that I enjoy, and it's spurred by me with the love of technology and and given that, you know, so much of business is now online, it's a it's a happy medium for me to spend that time there. Um, but for you and for most small businesses, um, Gerbner explains that the breakup is, you know, 10% of time spent in this entrepreneurial um, element where we're sort of envisaging and planning the future of our business. Um, 20% in the managerial part, which is really looking at the past and sort of doing the processes and systems. And then 70% of our efforts are in this technician or the actual doing part of the business. And so if you look at that mix, you can really see the problem. And it's exactly what I find when I go into businesses that they're so busy just doing business. They're not actually thinking about, you know, is the work that they're actually doing the right work that they should be focused on? And I understand it because, you know, really you have to get the work done. But, you know, you sort of think that if you sat down and worked out who was doing what, maybe there's a better way to the business model that will free you up. And certainly that's what I'm, I'm finding. So thinking about running your business more effectively, you know, trying to free, free up time so that you're not working just in your business all the time but on it. And then setting up this framework for growth and having these strategic conversations, you know, with your partner, with your friends, and with others, I think that that can be a big part of getting the system right. The big bit that I actually work with with um, customers and clients is this attracting customers in a in a systematic and reliable way. And that you know that is part entrepreneur, and it really is part of the business um, development part of your business. And and for small businesses, it is a sticking point because. You know, there's so many ways to attract customers now, especially with social media and the web. And all of these mediums, you know, it does require some expertise to navigate. 
And so a lot of my time is spent around that blueprint of attracting customers online. And, um, and so, you know, that's quite interesting. What I wanted to spend some time on with you, though, was really looking at what I did in blueprinting my business. And I went back and looked at what I, you know, what was my personal aim. And I thought this was really interesting in Gerbner's book. You know, they really um, went into a lot of depth in terms of trying to explain, well, you know, why is it? What is it that you're trying to do? And I often go back to small businesses and ask that question, especially when they've become enslaved to their business. And my personal aim, and it was really interesting to try and really quantify this and, 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 you know, I've really put um, a lot of thought into, you know, what am I actually trying to do as opposed to, you know, what should I be doing? And so my personal aim is really about trying to create this relationship with, with you and with my customers and with the world about really learning and the journey that's what it is for me it's a journey and learning and um, growing and uh, experimenting I mean that's what my business is now sure the company aim is is to you know create an income and be self-sufficient but that's but personally my aim is to actually grow um, and express myself through my business I mean that's why I have it so that was really interesting to just sort of bring it down to that um, you know that personal objective I guess from a company's perspective that was really challenging as well and this often comes back to the values that you hold as a company and for me it seriously is about creating an exciting happy marketing team it's more than me and this team um, I want them to be challenged I want them to be innovators and I really want them to learn as well with the customer at the center of that learning and you know, that's why we're different. That's why I'm building the brand that I am. It, it, it really is as a customer-centric model. And, you know, and it's working because we're constantly challenging what we're doing all the time. All of my team um, have autonomy and they all have input into what they do. And, you know, that makes it, you know, exciting. So looking at what the primary aim of my business was was really important. But then what I wanted to look at is, well, how does it all fit together? And the really great thing about Gerdner's book is it actually talks about drawing up your blueprint from an organisational point of view, from an org chart. And it's different to just putting the person's name in. What I really liked about the book was it actually talked about putting in the, um, the responsibility or the job rather than the person and actually really explaining what that is so that all of the... You know, there were no there were no gaps in your model, and so for my model, you know, I obviously sit up at the CEO or founder position, and so you know, if that's not me, what is that? And that's really about me spending a lot of time setting strategy, and direction and goals for the team, having that financial responsibility of making sure the business runs well in terms of the business model, and. Um, and driving that business development. So that, that, that that's what I do at the top. And then underneath that is my team. So this was so helpful because, you know, it is more than just being the executor of, um, you know, of the doing. And, and mapping this out makes you really focus on all the different roles that you have to do as a small business and think about how you actually resource that given your business model structure. 
So what I put is, you know, I've got definite IT and support requirements. Um, you know, being online and, and being um, developing web strategies and online strategies, I need that support and that technical expertise. I have an admin function, which is a marketing admin function, because I just can't do everything that I need to do. So that's a lot about branding me and my company um, and sort of putting my my little, um, I guess, my social profile out there, you know, whether it's this podcast or whether it's articles or whether it's content creation. I really needed somebody to be on top of that. And, you know, as my sisters will attest, I'm not the best um, at copywriting, so I really needed somebody to look at that. So that's that's a definite role that sits out of my core um, skill set. So I had that on the org chart and then I described what tools we use for that and, and you know exactly what that role entails. Another role with within my team is design and that, that is such a big part of that communication strategy. And even though I work with companies that outsource that, I, I wanted to have the flexibility to bring that inside so that you know, when I'm sitting down with a client and we're really talking about what, what their brand stands for, that I could actually, even schematically, um, present that back in a visual form. And for me to have my own designer in-house was really important, be it email campaigns, um, particularly style guides. And a lot of people ask about style guides. And in a couple of weeks, I'm getting Amanda Brizzy to come in and she's a fantastic designer and she, she'll give some more insight into style guide. But basically, it's your logo, your font, your colour, having that consistent look and feel is really important. So my designer does that for, for my companies and um, and so that's another skill set I need. And then the last couple of skill sets I really own, one is the um, sales and lead generation. So that's, you know, how do I bring clients into my funnel? How do I um, generate um, inquiry, awareness, you know, leads, um, that whole conversion cycle is a system, um, but I own that system. And the system we use is the simple, the simple Marketing System, which I've developed, and you can go and check that out at thesimplemarketingsystem.com. Um, but I own that process within my company. And then the other role is this consulting or product development. And really, I try and spend a lot of my time there, which is what are the new products, what are the new services, I'm testing what customers want and really coming back and delivering that in a package form. So, so that's my model and it was really, really great to map that out. So I encourage you that if you're a small business, maybe you should sit down and look at what you actually do and break it into compartments. Now, even if you're in every single box, that's okay. I think it's, it really helps to split it out into the model that you need to go to business. Now, some people will have, you know, fulfillment um, if they're a product-based company and um, wholesaling and lots of other things and invoicing and, you know, and I have that too. Um, I've just outsourced a lot of that functionality with tools but put in whatever makes sense for you and I think just doing that will maybe give you another thought process about, well, what should I be doing? Of all those jobs, I've only got a certain number of hours in the day. What should I be outsourcing and what should I be doing? So that was a really valuable process. The other process that I did was actually to map out my business model. Now, a great book that I recommend that you get um, is called The Business Model um, Generation. And if you look that up, and I'll put it in the show notes, 
it's got a great business model that I use now. And it, even though I had my own, this is just a far superior template. So I'll just walk you through the model. The model talks about what your core value proposition is and having that in the center of your business model. So for us, it's really around putting in a system that um, enables you to make better marketing decisions, attracts a regular stream of ideal customers and creates a brand that your employees and customers will love. And so every single thing that we do wraps around that. It's all system driven. It's all about making you smarter in being able to make really business decisions, but in the marketing sphere. And at the end of the day, if you've got employees that love working for you, chances are your customers will love buying off you and you'll be building a great brand. So that's what our model's all about. The second part of it is who are your key partners? And so your key partners are things that bring in business. So for me, it could be, and it is councils, it is um, some software vendors that I partner with, it's the Australian Marketing Institute referred business to me, um, and other online freelancing sites like guru.com, Elance. Um, so I'm out there um, in a freelance sense that they bring me um, work as well, as well as referral and passive ways. You know, I've listed partners that I work with and I'm sure that there'll be more that come along. So that's, that's really the engine of partners. The next section is about the activities that you do to support your business model. And so I have a number of, um, I guess, activities that I do. One is this podcast. Another one, and a key one for me, is speaking gigs. So actually doing some talks for the key audiences that are important um, to me. And doing a lot of syndication of my content. So be it on my web or on my blog or actually out to other article creation sites and really making me the go-to person for small business online marketing and so that's what I do so being that um, is important and, and then other activities I do is newsletter tips and other things that you can sign up for to um, to get a little taste of me key resources that I use are um, a lot of software and IT tools and on previous podcasts I've listed lots of apps that I've used and I'm a really big one for for using applications um, I have a list of staff now that is four and so I outsource my work to contractors in those various fields that I spoke about before, IT, design, admin. And so there's lots of ways of doing that. You know, you can use a service like Odesk or remote staff or I actually work with a lot of students and like to refer work to them as well. So if you're interested in that, go to um, Brain Jam com.au and you can have a look at that as well so outsourcing some work to the right sort of um, I guess the right sort of resource is um, you know is, is, is a good thing to actually list who's going to do what um, then I what I look is the cost structure of my business so obviously a big cost is staff with every business but also IT tools is important um, and a big part of my business as well and really being aware of what that cost structure is and thinking about the best way to build your model. Um, then it's about customer relationships, the next part of the model. So how do you actually interact with your customers? Um, I have a one-on-one -on -one consulting model. Um, sometimes that's over the phone or through Skype and sometimes it's face-to-face. 
I also do this podcast, which is one to many, and I do some webinars, which is also one to many. I use tools like CRM tools. I like Aweber, but there's Mailchimp. There's lots of CRM tools where you can do an email communication relationship, and some customers have actually come through that model. Um, but certainly, it's a touch point for me to build a relationship. And of course, there's my web and, and lots of other things. So, building that relationship and being aware of those touch points is is the section under customer relationships. And then, um, and then it's about the segmentation. And really, that probably goes hand in hand with the initial business model. Who are you trying to target? And look, I know it's so easy. I have this conversation all the time with. Um, small businesses, you know, anyone who walks into my shop. (laughs) Well, you know, I did that and I think in a previous podcast I spoke about how I've had to refine my niche and it is an ongoing thing for me. You know, really my niche is professional services for McInnes Marketing and that is an expert in their field that really want to build their personal profile and use a lot of pull techniques to draw people to them as the go-to expert. And, you know, that's probably what I'm known for. So I do that a lot with brokers and osteos and, um, you know, accountants, people that are actually professional service-based businesses. So that's one part of my business. The second part of my business is really solo entrepreneurs. And they're the people that are looking for these online tools, these shortcuts, the education and the learning to be able to build really their, their office online. And so I provide that through my other company, which is the Simple Marketing System, and that really walks them through a process of being able to do that. And so, and that, that caters for you know solo um, entrepreneurs, um, you know, stay-at-home mums that are running their businesses online, mum prefers as they're sometimes called. So that's really looking after that niche. And the last niche that I've developed in the last couple of months. Are, after servicing a lot in this industry is my beautybizmarketing.com.au and that's really about servicing a very select niche and this has taught me you know a lot about marketing in the last few months because the tighter the niche you can get the more able you can talk to them about their relevant problems and really try and solve them and so beauty biz marketing for me is about going really deep into beauty salons day spas, hair and beauty salons and really providing them with online tools to market their business. And so, you know, most of them have been running um, a brick and mortar shop. They're aware of Facebook. They're aware of these social media tools. Their clientele are using them, but they're just not sure how to connect. Now, some of them are, especially if they're franchise businesses, but, you know, the step for them to systemize their business is a big one and so being able to provide them with some coaching and online tools has been a a great growth for my business so anyone interested in that can go to beautybizwithazmarketing.com.au and have a look at that model so as you can see look I've got three um, segments that I'm trying to focus on and and build but look you know it is a lot of work and most businesses it would be a much better idea to start with one particularly because they're doing all those other roles like the manager and actually executing Um, and now what I do is spend a lot of my time really on that strategic part of the business of you know the business development the product development 
and a lot of the other activities I, I outsource to my team. But I just think it was useful to go through that model just to explain that, you know, there is a real strategic process that I follow in terms of mapping out what my business model is. In terms of the um, products and services that I provide, that is growing. But at the moment, it's one-on-one consulting, it's e-coaching, there is some download products and templates that I provide. And that there is some membership subscription, especially through the Simple Marketing System, that allows particularly for that solo entrepreneur market. Um, and so, you know, th- there's a model that, that works for me in a mix of product and services. The other thing that I think is really critical in building my model on that I revisited after looking at the e-myth was the values by which I operate. And I I talk about this a lot in the podcast in terms of, you know, being authentic, my passion for customers. Obviously, innovation IT is critical to my business model. Um, You know, people are paying me to come up with the most affordable techniques for them to market their business with marketing technology. And for me to be abreast of that is a really important part of my business. So, revisiting those values and making sure I was staying true to them I mean I think that's where people get a bit lost and that's where repetition and you know copycats can come into the market whereas if I stay true to my values and really build my business around that model it is hard to replicate and you know that's the reason customers come to me the reason I know that is that I keep asking them and keep making sure that those values that I've selected are the most important for that Um, key niche that I'm trying to service so revisiting my values and how I how I do the business is a really big part as well I think the other important um, point that I gathered out of the the book was also about being really selective about who I work with and I think that that's becoming more and more important about profiling that ideal customer and beyond just the demographic information, but really the psychographic is much more important. You know, the ideal company for us is somebody that's ready and motivated to work on their business and they sort of understand, well, they really understand that, you know, marketing is not a short-term solution that, you know, once we put it in place, that's it, set and forget. They sort of have to understand that it is the lead generation system that they run their business on and if they want to be consistently attracting their ideal clients and they have to invest in that as part of their business model and so the people that understand that are our ideal clients because you know they know that they need a system to um to do this you know effectively and so rather than go out and try and be everything to everyone we're looking for those customers and putting messages out so that they understand that that's what we're looking for and i think you know that's really important to be selective about um you know who you who you're trying to attract so that was important and the other thing that I do in my business is actually just do a customer relationship pipeline which is to walk through um, you know once I've got the bones of my business clear in my mind I've got the objective of what I'm trying to do my primary goal for me and for the company what my business model looks like and who's doing what then it starts with the customer and the customer from a point of view of How am I going to create awareness? How am I going to gain attention? What's 
some touch points that I can have to give them an experience or taste of me and then once they've engaged with me as a client how can I ensure that they're happy how can I make sure that that process moves from you know signing up with us to wanting to refer and rave about us and so we actually map out that customer relationship pipeline for all of our customers as well as do that pipeline for them so that they're really managing that customer through the life cycle and you know it's so critical because it's so much cheaper to keep a customer than to go and fish out new ones so um, that's a really big important part of our strategy in terms of working you know internally and with customers so you know one of the other key things and and the reason that I like having a systematic approach to business and probably the reason that um franchises you know survive much better than independent business owners is this systematic approach to everything and one of the key things that I believe in is delivering on your promise every time now people can say that but unless you've actually got a system that makes sure that it's going to happen you can't guarantee it and so having those systems in place those checkpoints to make sure that it's consistent and that's why I love technology and I love processes um, is a really important part of the simple marketing process and so you know we really focus on delivering that consistent reliable um, service every time but it is documented and is a process and so I talk to customers about how do they consistently deliver on their promise every time and rather than it just being hearsay or thought actually putting that into a systematic process so it does deliver um, you know consistently I think the other thing that a lot of businesses forget about is actually having a predictable cash flow and so I've talked about FreshBooks before, which is which is a version of MIOB or um, one of the other cash flow management systems. I love FreshBooks because it's got built into it time tracking, estimating and invoicing, but it also gives me a snapshot of my most profitable customers, um, you know, how long it's taking to do various tasks. It really helps me tweak the mechanics of my business so I can't rave about it enough apart from the fact that the, the guys at FreshBooks are so easy to deal with they have the same value set of me as me and I think that that's what I'm gathering you know as I develop my team and and also my channel partners I'm looking for those people that have the same sensibility and same um, I guess the same value set as I have to make my whole business so much smoother. So having that cash flow visibility and actually looking at the financial situation within a snapshot is incredibly valuable, especially as an entrepreneur or as somebody that wants to sit strategically over your business. I think it's key. Um, one of the other key things is assembling and motivating the right team. I actually shared... Um, all of this information with my team last Wednesday and you know I really did it so that I can enable them to be part of the team to you know I guess own the business and feel free to share their ideas I often believe in brain jamming which is you know to collectively you're, you're going to come up with much better ideas than you are by yourself so I'm totally transparent with them and and the great benefit of that is that they they bring their innovations and their ideas to the table so you know that then motivates them you know it motivates them to have fun to 
that their import is important to me. Um, and it also allows us to share the best systems and resources um, because most of my team are, you know, Gen Y, so or Gen X, I should say. And so, you know, they're on top of some of these tools much better than I am. So being able to share and motivate a team, I, I just think that that's critical to the whole process. One of the last things I wanted to touch on, and, you know, maybe this is, um, you know, maybe this is relevant to you, especially if you've started on the online world, and I suggest if you're probably listening to this, you, you have. And I've really done this since last year is to actually have some metrics around my online activity. Now, most of you will be aware of um, Google Analytics and being able to go into that tool and, you know, see the visited profile. But to actually dig deeper and to set some goals in Google Analytics and measure the conversion rate, look, it sounds complicated, but if you go into McInnes Marketing under the free stuff, I've got some how-to videos there, some from me and some from others, that you can see how to do some of this stuff really quickly and easily. But what I think is really critical is to actually measure what you're do you're doing so that you can work out what's actually working the best for you. So for example, you know, there was like four thousand downloads of this podcast last time I checked. And you know, I've had requests to do more. So obviously, you know, for me I'm getting a lot of um a lot of listeners, which is fantastic. Um, but I also do email auto-respond campaigns. I do networking on LinkedIn and social media like Twitter. I do my blog. You know, I have downloads. I have coaching online. So I'm looking at all of my touch points, working at how many people visit or view me, how many of those turn into leads, and then how many customers so that I can tweak the best mediums for me online. And I think, you know, that's almost like the second generation when people are just getting it up there but without strategically thinking, what tools do I need? And by measuring that, um, you can really stay abreast of, well, look, I can't do everything, but maybe I should just check these two things because they're delivering the best results for me. So I encourage you to really look at your lead generation and conversion system, even if you just put it in an Excel you know, spreadsheet that says, you know, this is how many visitors I'm getting these many turned into leads and now these have resulted in customers. And, you know, that will give you a lot a lot of control over that information um, to be able to make better decisions. Um, what I wanted to touch on just in closing is that if you are um, looking at your business with fresh eyes and thinking that it's time to really take a much more strategic approach to it, that, you know, we're here to, to help and we're happy to take any questions that you have. With my um, with my uh, beauty biz marketing I'm looking at doing some free uh, analysis of any business that's in the beauty industry and having a look at their website and giving them some complimentary feedback so if you know somebody that sits in that certainly um, you know I'll put the link in the show notes and perhaps we can do a review um, and so we're doing a couple of those so if you're interested in that it, it it really is worth taking the time to look at who is going to your online um, presence because it's there 24-7 and what are some small things you can do to really improve that conversion. And so we offer that as a product um, and a service on our site as well so you can look at that um, 
on mckinnismarketing.com.au. So hopefully that's provided you with some insights around, you know, what I've taken out of, you know, am I doing the wrong work and, you know, should I be focusing on something else? And by reading the um, the E-Myth Revisited, I really have re-looked at my business and looked at what I'm doing and reorganised my team. And hopefully that just gives you some insights about what perhaps you could be looking at um, to tweak your business model. I'd love to hear from you and I'd also love to see you um, rate our show in iTunes. It just means that we get some more visibility and, um, you know, I really appreciate any feedback that you um, are willing to drop us a line. And thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time. Oh,